Uno, dos, tres. <laughs> Welcome to the Girl I Live podcast, weekly content and conversations aimed to inspire and equip you to grow in the gospel, love life, family, and live on mission in the everyday Based stuff of, of life. life. Jinx personal, Jinx, you me a coke. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Matt Carlson here with Dom Nuncio. Mi hermano. Dude, what's, go- what's up, bro? Happy Tuesday to you. Thank you. Oh, Another beautiful day outside. It is a very beautiful day. Uh, there's no kids on campus. There's nothing to compete with us. Just me and you and these no, mics. Just no, <laughs> no distractions. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. We're, we're here. We hope you listeners are doing well as you listen to this podcast. This next excellent episode that we have in store for you. Um, you know, we're still waiting for people to hit us up on Grow Love Live at Gmail, the Twitter sphere. We did get some texts and some verbal. Yeah, things. yeah, that's true. What, what did you get? Well, somebody uh, got a little uh, love and encouragement about the message translation. <laughs> oh yeah! Shout out to Natalie. Shout out Natalie. Yeah. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for that feedback about. What was, it? what was it? It was a Babylon Bee ar- yeah. article. It was a picture of Jesus saying, this is not what I sound like or something. Like that. <laughs> Holding the message. Yeah. <laughs> I love me some Eugene Peterson. Bro. No apologies in that. No. no. Uh, and then uh, Bruce, shout out to Bruce. Bruce. On, on Sunday. Thanks for, oh, he, uh, yeah, you embody the, uh, the not allergic to affirmation. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Took time. to. I think he's done that to you as well. Just yes. to say, like, how encouraged he's been by it. And yeah. so we're encouraged by your encouragement, Bruce. So Yee-hoo. shout out. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Loved it. Oh, man. Well, Dom, I'm feeling better now, but I had a rough start this morning. I went to Starbucks. Mm-hmm. That was your problem. But yeah. go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Drove through, got me my, my normal, just a regular coffee. And, uh, Pulled through the drive-thru, got the coffee. Hi, how are you doing? And great, you know, friendly exchange. Everything seems so wonderful. Yeah. Uh, pulled away, took a sip, and immediately spit out what was in my mouth. Because it was Starbucks? <laughs> <laughs> well, no. Okay. Uh, Bro, I don't know what kind of coffee snob you've become, but please. I'm, I'm a 7-Eleven guy. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I want it to taste like an ashtray in my yeah. mouth. So Seriously. I go to 7-Eleven, uh, and I, you know, I... Pour my half and half in there, and I stir it up with a yeah. taquito from some other. A little big bite, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so it was a sugary coffee. It was because it was sugary. I, yeah. I, uh, there was sugar in the coffee, and it was repulsive to me. Do you not do sugar? In, what's your coffee? Like, what's Dude, your order? Just, I, I like it either. If it's really good coffee, and depending on you know what I've got available to me, I'll drink it black. It's fine. Trucker style. Mm-hmm. But I lately I've just been really enjoying a little splash of half and half, mm-hmm. you know, or heavy whipping cream, you know, just put something just to kind of lighten it up, make it a little smoother, but zero sugar. I can't remember the last time I put sugar in my coffee. Um, but it, so it was repulsive to me. It was gross and I just, I couldn't do it. So thank you for, uh, I immediately listeners. I immediately reached out. I phoned a friend. <laughs> Dom happened to be at a me- having a meeting at a local coffee shop, not Starbucks, and he came to the rescue and brought me. Brought you some brew with love in it. Dude, yeah. and zero sugar, so zero thank sugar. you. You're welcome. Mm. I go back and forth, so I haven't, I, I was drinking a lot of coffee, and then I like don't really drink coffee anymore. <clears throat> yeah, I, I, that's true. I never see you, or it's decaf. Yeah, some, the caffeine in me, I'm like, I think I'm amped up enough. Mm. Makes me like jittery now. 
dude, I you always get. Um, I think I'm. I think you get Thai tea every time we chai go. Thai tea, yeah. Not chai tea. Oh, a Thai tea. Thai tea. Yeah. Uh, when we go get our Thai food, not bad at it, dude. Okay, that talk about sugar. I took a sip of that. I had something like last week. Took a sip of that. Immediately felt the cavity come in. <laughs> and secondly, the amount of caffeine in there. Woo. I. I mean, this was like a probably a sixteen um, ounce cup. I took. I don't know the equivalent of two sips. From it, I'm like, I couldn't do it anymore. I started, my body started convulsing. And the caffeine, yep. come, I was like, oh my goodness, this is not healthy. Yeah, I don't. On numerous levels. Yeah, I don't get it very often, but when I do, the trick with the, the Thai tea is I get really spicy food. Okay. And, Does that help and it, reduce the yeah, effects of caffeine? Yeah. Well, the, the, like the condensed milk inside of it, that's why it's so sweet. Mm. It's like a tea and then condensed milk and then it just like coats the tongue. Oh, because I asked for like Thai hot. You've seen me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, and they always give you crazy. Looks. Yeah, they're like <laughs> no refund. <laughs> uh, so I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you do it, but do you, so. Let me just draw draw some conclusions here. Okay, All right, bro. Like I, I, I had you know as I after I spat it f- forth from my mouth, mm. I was thinking, man, you know what? My coffee journey began with. Super, super sweet drinks, right? Mm. I didn't like coffee for the longest time in my life. You were like a Mountain Dew guy. Mount, yeah. Were you like Monster? Or? I, oh, yeah. I loved Monster. Dude, it's crazy all of the drinks I used to... <laughs> I used to be obsessed with Coke, Coca-Cola, and... Um, <laughs> <laughs> and just to clarify, <laughs> you were talking about... Drinks. Just never know, dude. Is Coke? This, is this a testimony? Uh, or is this, <laughs> uh, no, the... But, but specifically coffee, I remember... A roommate of mine um, worked at Starbucks, and he had the opening shift all the time. And he would come home on his lunch breaks while I was just waking up for work, and he'd bring me a like, caramel macchiato, which is like the, the most so sugar. sugary. Yeah, super good. Uh, but the, that was like my gateway into coffee because yeah. I, I couldn't stand the taste of coffee for mm. like literally until my like early twenties. Mm. Like I never, I don't know how much coffee you drink as a kid, anyways, but. Although now I see a bunch, bunch of these high school so many high kids schools. like at Starbucks or in these coffee stores. I'm like, dude, I literally, that never even occurred to me to get coffee. Nope. <laughs> nope. Or any energy drink for that matter. Uh, but dude, so it had to be really, really sweet. And I remember even okay, getting into brewed coffee and I just remember holding it over, you know, give me like, you know, 17 sugar packets <laughs> and let me just stir that up in there just to eliminate the taste of coffee. Yep. You sound like my wife back in the day. <laughs> that was her. <laughs> okay. So dude, let me, let me, let me draw, draw a little conclusion here. Okay. It's amazing how over time our taste can change that what was once so good and normal and even necessary, mm. uh, can be so gross and repulsive and intolerable now. Okay. There's a number of ways you can take this as a little analogy for life. Mm -hmm. But I was thinking about this in our, in the Christian world, in the church and in spirituality and our discipleship and all of that stuff. There's like similar, there's like some parallels there of like what once was so, what I felt was so necessary uh, that like just over time, God has grown me and brought me to a place where now what I used to kind of look to and depend upon and I thought was really good and healthy and necessary for mm. Christian living, I just can't, I've, I have lost the taste for it. Totally. And I'm, tr- you know, there, I don't want to give like 
Well, I could give some specific examples, but... Well, I think we have along the way of this podcast <laughs> a little bit. I'll just go ahead and see episodes one through yeah, 44. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now, <laughs> but, uh, but I was thinking about that. It's just, it is interesting how we can, A, that God grows us, you know, and it's just like super encouraging to see. Because very, very rarely do we look at our lives. We're usually confronted with all of the work we have yet to do or... Mm. Oh man, I'm still struggling with this or sure it's, you know, every now and then though, we do get to see these little glimpses of, wow, actually I have grown like, man, like years ago, this was kind of what was normal for me. This is what my mode of operation was. Mm -hmm. And today that's not, in fact, I just don't have any taste for that at all. And it's kind of an encouraging thing just to see a little bit of, you know, evidence of growth. Uh, And so I think one of the examples of, that I'm thinking of there are that we've talked about before on the podcast is this kind of what we call, um, I think it'd be law-based mm. Christianity sure, where it's all about, you know, the rules, the um, guidelines for godly living. A lot of the it's law light or it's, it's covert law mm-hmm. demands. Mm-hmm. Dude, just do these three things. Five better steps to you. Better, yeah. Yeah. And I just, I, for whatever reason, I've developed an allergic reaction to that. Same. When I hear it, when I, even if it's like good, like advice and principles, when I, if I'm hearing it in the context of like, this is, oh, this is the good news. Just do these three things. It just doesn't fit anymore. Mm. And it's weird. It's not like, oh my gosh, that's just so repulsive. Like that's so wrong. I can't stand it. And like, you know, or get angry about it. It's just like, I just don't. I don't, I don't gravitate towards that anymore and it doesn't do anything for me. I just don't want it. It's right, interesting. We have thoughts. Yeah. We have conversations with our kids all the time. So, you know, our kids being pastors, kids growing up in the church their whole life, they go to a private Christian school now in the last couple of years, you know? Hmm. So it's, uh, oh, man. it's been a very interesting conversation of like, what's the point of the church? Hmm. Because for them, they're like, dad, we're in Bible class and we go to chapel <laughs> and they, and they do, they have like world renowned speakers come in and speak at their chapels. Like, dang, I need to come to your chapel. That's awesome. Who came yeah. today? You know, like they just, they have access to all that kind uh-huh. of stuff. And so for them, they're kind of like, well, why would we, why would I go to church on Sunday? But mm-hmm. then they've also become like, they've been exposed to so many things coming to Hume with me, like since they've been born, you know, being a part mm-hmm. of all these different churches, big, small, midsize that they've formed a lot of opinions about things like that. And you can tell their diet for things and their appetite for things is very different too. So it's a very interesting conversation of like mm. what reaches you and your generation and what do Can you name a few of those things? I'm like dying to know like, like what reaches them or what yeah, makes them tune out. Uh, I mean, if you give one of both, that'd be fantastic. Yeah. I think what makes them tune out is like for my kids specifically is like authenticity. They're like, if somebody's up there trying too hard, Mm. Like we smell that like real quick, you know, <laughs> and that's true of, I just think that their, their generation, they sense authenticity real quick because they, so much of their life is, they sense authenticity they, where they, they sense inauthenticity in, you know, okay. like happening real quick, you know, just their whole life is, is know, it like the authentic, uh, what is it called? Like the faux authentic voice? Like, yeah. Guys, I just gotta be honest with you. <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah. Just really struggle with struggle with, with my with the gas pedal. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That yeah. was that was my pastor growing up. Unfortunately, 
I was struggling with sin. He was struggling with speeding. Apparently, <laughs> everything's saved except for my right foot. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's like awful. So um, I think the things that they like long for, really, what they're longing for is not. They've seen all the program I think they ever need to see in their life. In the programming and mm-hmm. okay, like it's just dad doing music. It's funny because we had there was a concert here last Thursday at Seacoast. Mm-hmm. And I was watching uh, the leader, like, and his family. And I was had a conversation with Tara because it's like, you could tell his wife was like, I appreciate what he does, but how many times have I seen this? Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and it made me think of my kids and my wife, too. They're like, okay. Yeah. He, he does that. Like, so they don't need any more of that. They've seen how the lights and the fog and all that stuff actually get set up and been a part of that. So that's not appealing to them, right? Really? It's like, hmm. what's appealing to them is... Um, gosh, something made them stay engaged and it's not because there was a lot of ha-has and it was not because it was like, the, here's these three points to write down. Like It's something where it's like, how is that applicable to my, my life? And then it's also tethered in relationship and community. Hmm. So again, they're in a Bible class talking about Bible with their peers. Yeah. So a Sunday going experience can very much just feel like I went to something, saw the show and I left. Mm-hmm. that didn't move the needle any in my life. <laughs> and yeah. and if it felt inauthentic in any way, then it's just one more, <laughs> you know, it's one more thing. They just become allergic to that. And it's very interesting for me as a dad to go like, you know, do you love Jesus? Yeah, we love Jesus. Like, mm. you know, they're, they're wondering like, what's the point of the church in that way? Yeah. Without me saying things. Yeah. It's been, dude, that when I remember getting involved with a, uh, high school ministry, you know, back at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was one of the things that was always interesting was the difference between the Christian school kids and then the public school kids. And then what's the role of the church in the, there mm-hmm. and which kids were showing up to group, which ones tended not to. And it tended to be, you know, there's obviously different exceptions, but tended to be the Christian school kids had their, they had already uh, had that meal. Right. So why would I come? I'm not hungry. Yep. You know, I, I have to go to a Bible class in chapel for um, as requirements. Why am I going to elect to go early on a Sunday morning or <laughs> use a, a weekday night when I've got sports and mm-hmm. homework? Mm-hmm. I just don't need that extra. I don't need that because that scratch is being itched. And it was always a frustration of mine of like, how do we as a church partner better with the local Christian school to disciple these kids? And, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't there's that sense of we need to, you get possessive over like, we want our programming to be like the place that they're getting fed. So stop doing so much of that. Just be a school for goodness sake, teach them math and English, <laughs> you know, but then there's also this appreciation for what it was. And I'm a product of that. Mm, you know, I've, right. I, I graduated from the school that we're thinking of, you know, that uh, it like right down the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, you know, it was conflicting. It was, uh, you know, I had, and it wasn't true for every single kid. There was, no. uh, but that there's that fear of like, we, if we give them too much, they're just going to get tired of it and they're going to OD on Jesus or something. Like, right. And I don't know, man, I, I, unfortunately what we've done. And I think a lot of my background was, I was given a lot of churchianity, not a lot of Jesus. Yeah. I was just going to say interject it. When you said OD, like, what people are owed, what my kids and what I'm feeling, and I think what mm-hmm. you're alluding to as well is just what I OD on is I only have so much bandwidth to think about the three 
things that I have to maintain or the five thing, you know? Yeah. And at some point, if it's three and five and two, like, you know, over 52 weeks, like, like three principles. Yeah. Five, yeah. yeah five points, like I'm three, done, yeah. bro. Like, you know, <laughs> I, I can't maintain them. Hmm. I drop out. And I'm like, that, that was too much. It doesn't mean they're not good things. It just means after a while, um, yeah, my sweet tooth is gone now because I'm over it. <laughs> it it felt spir- like right. spiritual cavities. Yeah, it felt right because it does like there's truth in those and there can be biblical truth in there. But what I found for myself and even trying to be a dad and lead my kids is like, how do I point them to their newness and to the gospel and, mm-hmm. and then allow the spirit of God within those parameters to guide and shape and lead them and myself instead of saying, you should do this, you should do that. You need to do that. Like instead of just the call to remember who you are and whose you are and your newness in that. And how do you express that? Like in your dating relationships and your friendships and your, you know, all those things like that to me, I've yet to see me OD on <laughs> that never gets old. No. I mean, I text you sometimes. I like be in the gym listening to a guy that we like, and I'm yeah. like, I'm like, I'm crying in deadlifts right now. <laughs> you know, it's, it's not cause it's heavy. It's cause I'm like, when does this message ever get old? Like I, yeah. gosh, if we could just, I would take that message every day. Cause I need that. Yeah. Man, that's what our hearts were, were meant for. Yeah. It's we're meant for grace and the love of a father. And that's, that to me is, is what, I can't, you can't unsee it. Once you experience that, you experience the gospel in that, in its, I would say in its fullness, but there's always more about the gospel we're learning and coming to understand. But once you get, you taste and see that you do, you do taste and see that the Lord is good, that God, uh, his love, it's irresistible. And we just, we are wired and we are created to eat and to feast on that, that gospel. And so, I'm like, man, let, and that actually does, you know, with that, the thing that we believe about it and why we make a big deal about it is that that does produce a life of, of godliness. 100%. You know, Titus too. He, I mean, he shares that it's the grace of God has appeared mm-hmm. and it teaches us to say no to sin. It teaches mm-hmm. us to, to live upright and godly lives. It's mm-hmm. the grace of God that produces that. And so we've been trying to get the outcome, but without the source. We've been uh, gotten it backwards and... We're just given, and for me, it's just that sense of like, dude, I can't, I can't unsee it now that I've, now that I've tasted it, <laughs> I just want, I want that. Yeah. You know, and I think the thing is like, I think God did use all those things throughout the course no, of maturity. No, no, don't, no. no and, but here's, but here's, I'm, I no, mean, you're, you're, you're right. Keep going. But, but you know, what I do see though is it, it makes you, you're, it's like, it's like you just eat McDonald's every day and does that fill you up? Absolutely. It does. Mm. But then somebody's like, let me, let me, let me show you in and out or whatever, like whatever your burger joint. Let Mm -hmm. me show you a habit or shake shack. Like there's, there's more like that. There, there's more (laughs) like there's different variety in it. There's different qualities and you know, different textures. And you're like, I didn't know that. Cause you know, McDonald's tasted good at the time. Yeah. <laughs> I, I needed, you know, it was longing for nutrition and that's the best that yeah. it was able to be given. But I will say this though, is like being in working with students in my own life as a student. And then, um, seeing my kids now, I do feel like what, what ends up happening is like this burden of law 
confused with the gospel <laughs> or confused with the gospel maybe is a better way of saying it uh, is creating hiddenness in students mm-hmm. is creating burnout um, and is creating this living with a mask on like, and it's true for adults as well, but I think it's the sense of like, if that's the standard, we can't keep the standard, mm-hmm. but we're going to pretend and mimic like we know the standard, but internally we're dying or, Mm. On the side, we're like really struggling with X, Y, and Z. And interesting until we can bring light and a good diet and to say like, here's what that is. Like yeah. now let the gospel, let grace like compel you. Like now there's actually where heart change starts happening. Mm. Hiddenness can go away because you're free. Yeah. You can start talking about things and you allow the spirit to like work in and through you. Gosh. So you're saying law based approaches don't cultivate openness and vulnerability i haven't seen it (laughs) or at least or at least the way i've seen it and experienced it myself was it was like the message and the law-based even openness and accountability was the message was try harder this week yeah do more follow these steps create Mm -hmm. these behavior modifications yeah so yeah, and for listeners of the podcast, you know, if you've been listening to us for any amount of time, we know law is not just the Old Testament mosaic law that we're talking about here. It's any kind of demand or thou shalt. Uh, it's anything that we are told that we or we believe that we need to do in order to get God to love us more, sure. to get closer to God. Yep. And uh, that, that can come in a countless, endless variety of different forms. Sure. Right? And the positive law-based like accountability, it's like, well, did you read your Bible every day? Hmm. Oh, no, I didn't. Well, that's probably why. You know, did you pray every day? Oh, no, I forgot to do that. You know, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, did you go to church every Sunday? Oh, no, Dude. we slept in and, you know. And that's, yeah, accountability groups that are all about that. Did you check the box? That does. <laughs> I learned how to pr- how to hide really well. Oh, Dude. for sure. I just, you know. Be- Hijack the system <laughs> for sure. <laughs> It's sad because yeah, we, we just get really good at pretending, but inside we're we're crying out, man. I want to be known because that's that's the heart that God's given us is a heart that doesn't want to hide. Mm-hmm. We want to live in in that freedom and that 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 knownness where we can experience grace, and it it feels very risky. And mm-hmm. so the best thing that we can do in our in our in groups and in relationships and in community is provide that, that environment where I love that, how John Lynch and the, the cure mm-hmm. talks about, it's not so much that everything needs to be fixed, but that nothing needs to be hidden. And I think, what is it that creates an environment where nothing needs to be hidden? Well, nothing, nothing short of just the gospel mm-hmm. of grace. That is what produces and cultivates an environment where you can step out, put your cards on the table and really experience grace and, and, healing mm-hmm. you know because now we're not hiding yeah no yeah i mean that's we're learning more as parents right now in our own home to just uh you know i think advice that we've been talking to folks about in their own journey with their own kids is like man we need to be careful that we don't paint the picture of our lives as like law-based and perfect keepers to our kids because then they'll see that and go like well my parents are perfect i can't keep that standard Mm. you know if there's never like a little bit of like in our storytelling to our kids it's like oh this is no i screw up with this all the time yeah you know or 
Like just modeling, like I'm in need of the same grace. Dude, just let me talk to your kids about you. <laughs> yeah. Like, let me tell you about dad. Yeah. Okay. Come on. <laughs> yeah. You think that guy? <laughs> Trust yeah. me. Trust, Trust me. me. The bar is not no, that. No, no, no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, Damn. but it, you know, in all re- important relationships, I think what, what would that, what that's done to me or, and for you when that has happened and you know, the mat in the, the cure language, like, or, wild at heart language like the mask off Mm -hmm. when mask comes off and you're just like this is me we've talked about it before but all of a sudden in a grace lens you go like oh man that's you there you are yeah and i love you more for it now yeah i actually didn't like the guy with the mask on if i'm honest (laughs) (laughs) your mask wasn't that great yeah it wasn't that great yeah and we all knew it was on and we're just like is he gonna take it off at some point yeah (laughs) you know man dude so good. Okay, so this all this conversation actually this was uh, something I wanted to bring up, but this actually paves the way very well. Segways sets up this uh, quote from this book that uh, we're reading with our young adult group right now. Just so good. The book is called "The Father We Never Knew" by Philem Darty. I think he's Arsh. Uh, but dude, right off the bat, there's a zinger little paragraph. I want it to. I sent you the. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you 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 know where I'm going with this, mm-hmm. but. Friends, I'm just going to read a little quote here. We're going to talk about it, and we'll just kind of let that be the episode here. But check this out. It says, A church that shrinks back from preaching God's grace as unconditional does so because it knows nothing stronger than the threat of punishment to check men's behavior. Hmm. I don't know if you want to take this line by line or (laughs) just read the whole thing. Just read it, and we'll come back to it. Okay, Okay. What a tragic admission. If we really fear that lifting all threat of punishment off believers would cause them to run wild with sin, then what what we are admitting is that years of ministry of our quote-unquote gospel have not changed the hearts of our hearers. They, quote, behave well, as children might behave under the supervision of a teacher, but in never being allowed out from under that yoke and its threats of punishment, they have been denied maturity. Their hearts have not been granted the opportunity to gain confidence in the power of the spirit within them to discover that God's grace toward them is not just the forgiveness of their sins, but the power to change the very root of their being and the very desires of their heart. And then there's Ezekiel 36, 26, and that Titus 2 passage that we quoted earlier. Mm. So right off the bat, what are your thoughts? Well, I mean, it's definitely, um, I was thinking of, is it Galatians 5? Where it's, or Galatians, uh, it's Galatians. I have to look it up, two or three maybe. It is written. It's the idea of that, yeah, if you take the bumpers off in the bowling Mm-hmm. people are going to just go nuts. <laughs> you know, <laughs> where, where law has been removed, the new law is the law of love. What chapter is that? I can't remember. Maybe two. Um, so living in the law of love now, it feels scary because it's like, well, wait, the ball can go anywhere now. Like, and it's sound. And for some reason in our mind, like what he's alluding to right there is like, Oh no, people are going to go crazy now. Mm you know, with grace and in the gospel of love. Five, four, five, 14, five, 14. I knew it was five. I had that memorized. I just was waiting really a long time just to answer. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was like right before the fruit of the spirit. I just couldn't remember where it was at. <laughs> I knew that was five. 
Um, anyway, that idea of like in the law of love, like that's, that's the new law we operate under because of Christ. So, um, Mm. for whatever reason, again, in my own experience, I don't remember ever that being preached and communicated. It's like we read that, but then jumped over it and said like, we need you to do these five things. Yeah. (laughs) You know, the fruit of the spirit, you have to have all these going at one time. And if not, you're (laughs) sucking. Um, so I, I love that. I agree with that. I think is ultimately like there is something, whether it's spoken or the unspoken Mm. of, um, getting too much in grace. I, I feel like a grace message that's some in the inner circles of the churches, I think there's like a, a fear of one, it's too simplistic and two, there's a fear of people will just go rogue and nuts in grace living. Mm-hmm. And then that means like a license to sin is how that's translated. Yeah. And I think that comes out of like, I think it comes out of a misunderstanding of Romans seven. When you read Romans seven, it's like, you know, do we cheapen grace? And you know, like, no, like where there's, where there's grace, does that mean keep on sinning? No, by no means. Like we're wretched and Romans six, Romans six. Yeah. So there's like a, a living and staying there. And, um, I, it's weird how we get there because you yeah. go, you go to the next chapters and it's like, no, no there's, he turns the corner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, dude, it's it a hundred percent is Romans six. What shall we say then? Shall we continue going on in sin so that grace may abound? And, and I love his answer there is not, no, 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 no. Well, because check it out. There's three things that you need to keep in mind here. And, you know, mm-hmm. and where he would double double down on law. No, he actually doubles down on gospel. Mm-hmm. He says, verse two, certainly not. How can we who died to sin live in it any longer? Aren't you aware that all of us who were baptized into Christ were baptized into his death? It's, this idea of he doubles down on gospel, like you, you got to know that you're not, it's not just uh you're forgiven, you're new. Mm. You've been baptized into Christ in his, into his death. You've been raised uh then you can walk in the newness of life just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may walk in the newness of life. So you, there's this he's a, making an appeal to the new identity, the new nature that we have. And so to me, I what I think we we have man there's there's so much that we could say about this yeah. but just tying it back to the previous conversation is we need to speak to the new we need to speak to to the new and the true identity of who we are in Christ and so there is a place for uh you know not uh, indicatives and and pre, you know prescriptions if you will of here's here are things that we we need to do and how we need to live but they're all coming out of and flowing out of who you are. You got to know that you are a new creation. Mm-hmm. And I think what happens is if we don't, we don't understand that we don't believe that we have to go, then if, you know, a preacher or, you know, we in ministry or even as Christians, we'll go back to relying upon the old means for producing godly behavior, mm-hmm. which is law, right. because we have not yet seen the power of the gospel to produce what it, what it, uh, what the law demands only the gospel can produce. Yeah. I love this sentence of their hearts have not been granted the opportunity Hmm. to gain confidence in the power of the spirit within them. So it, it kind of, I mean, it goes on from there, but there's something about that, that 
in the most optimistic way when I was saying like the diet that I grew up on and hearing and being dealt with as a child, like in faith, for sure I was a child in my faith. And so perhaps it could be argued that the bumper, the bumpers that were up in mm-hmm. trying to navigate being a young man, you know, I became, I, I became a believer my senior year of high school. I thought school. you were saying I became a young man. I became and, a young man. Yeah. <laughs> um, and trying to navigate that, you know, I had years of an operating system, um, really antagonistic to the gospel and to, to living a life of faith. So, so some of those things were helpful for me because it did help change behaviors, but it created new burdens and law. Like I think Romans seven was where I was thinking where it's like what the law reveals is like, it made me show me that I want to covet <laughs> and it, yeah. it, it, like law actually like feels like it's producing this desire to sin in me. Mm. So that actually did happen. <laughs> I, I, I go, Paul, I totally agree with you right there. Mm-hmm. That actually happened. Everybody don't look at, you can go anywhere in this room. Just don't open that closet. The first thing I was thinking about was that <laughs> closet. closet? Yeah. <laughs> um, so the idea of like, I get that being taught as a child, but in terms of the idea of maturation of the believer and for all of us, I love the idea of like, well, I mean, it's heartbreaking, as he says, but the heart has not been granted the opportunity to gain confidence hmm. in the power of the Spirit within them. So it, I was thinking about this morning, actually, like just at, as I was praying, I was like, man, sometimes the message in my head is like, you're not strong, you can't do this, like you're weak. When the reality is, is like, no, I'm actually like stronger than I actually think I am. Hmm. Because I have the Spirit of the living God inside of me, like, and you know, the same one that raised him from the power that raised him from the dead is living in me and resides in me. Like I'm actually, somebody it's like, tell me the license of that. Like, you know, like, <laughs> no bro. Like you're, you, you have power like in a great way, like and in that power, leveraging that power, learning how to live and express yourself and the spirit of God. Like yeah. God does amazing things. Yeah. That wasn't told to me, <laughs> you know, and well, it's a mixed grace. Like you, you called it like, uh, something else, but mixed grace, it's law and grace. So the gospel just gets, you know, um, I don't know, thwarted, uh, and swallowed up by law. Like we're, we're freed from the law and then we are placed back under law. And if you think about it, if you constantly hear over and over and over again, what you're supposed to do, what you're supposed to do, what you're supposed to do, come on, man, get your act together. If you just do this, mm-hmm. you start to believe, I don't think I, I want to do these things because I have to be told to do these things over and over and over again. I, you kind of just start to believe like, that's not even what I want, you know, because if it, if it's what I want to do, I wouldn't have to be told over and over and over again to do it. Right. Yeah. You just think about that with, with one another and with kids. Like if I, uh, you, you start to kind of resent the person who tells you like, here's what you need. I need you to do. I need you to do. I need you like the versus what if, uh, we were just being, we were being told, here's who you are. Here's who you are. Here's who you are. That, and that, that our lives, I mean, the, how empowering is that? That yeah. we begin to believe, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to live a life that's consistent with what I believe to be true about me. And I think that's the point of, of I mean, that's what the gospel does for us. Mm. And it's, it's an identity that is meant to empower and fuel the living and putting God 
his his glory and character on display. It's Christ in us, our hope of glory, but it's his life that's being lived in us and through us and being put on display and expressed. It's right. his glory. Right. So, yeah, law living and law, I mean, it, it, it's very, it's safe, it's measurable, it's controllable, but it does really shrink wrap the potential of a person to really come into an understanding of who they are and the spirit of God in them and to gain confidence as he, as the author said, gain confidence in the power of the spirit within them. Yeah. It definitely diminishes that again, mm. that idea of like, no Dom, like you actually are, you're powerful. Like there you have, like you have available to you at all times. Mm. Like, you know, positionally you're seated at the right hand of the, of the father right now. You're a co-heir with Christ. Like, yeah, those who I am versus like, and the clear distinction of, so that's Ephesians one, Ephesians two, like this is who you were. It's like past language. You were dead, yeah, but now you've been made alive and it's through grace, not because of what you've done or earned. And there's good works that he's created for you in advance to do mm. like, so Go have fun. <laughs> <laughs> too dangerous. Yeah, too dangerous. No, no, no. Wait. No. I'm a son, and there's an inheritance, and I'm given a spirit, yeah. <laughs> and I'm sealed with that spirit. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it's interesting. You hear about, like, um, don't tell people. Don't give them too much grace. Don't. we got to be careful. got to be careful. And you think, why? Well, they're going to go want to sin. They're going to go want to do all these things. They're going to want. And it's like, okay, so uh, people are, we're afraid of what people want. But what if God has mm. changed what we want? What if a new heart, Ezekiel 36, and we're a new creation, what if um, the desires of our heart are not, first and foremost, our desires, they're his desires on our heart? Mm-hmm. Man, like, that changes everything. Now I can, I can learn to love, uh, learn to listen to the Spirit and, and not be so sus- suspicious of the things that I want and the desires that I have and, and go and cling to law. And I, I can't, you know, I got to put all of this, re- this restraint on me. Now I can step into freedom knowing that I can trust the spirit of God to lead me, to guide me. I've got his word. I've got community. I've got the spirit of God. I mean, like all of these resources are available and I've got this like sealed and final identity that's untouchable, mm. but nothing in this world this you know the scene realm this world will tell us that right Mm -hmm. it's all we we live by faith not by sight and so i don't need reminders first and foremost of what i'm supposed to do Mm -hmm. that stuff is is seen and temporal (laughs) (laughs) it's it's here that requires zero faith right we live by faith not by sight well faith in what faith in what god has done for us Mm -hmm. faith in the righteousness that he has made us our, our sonship, our daughtership, holy, beloved, that stuff you can't see. You can't put that under a microscope, right? That takes faith. Yeah. Well, it, it made me think even as you're talking, like, so last week, we were, what were we, John 16, was what we were talking about? Mm-hmm. And the idea of the Spirit never speaks out of alignment with the Father and the Son. Yeah. Huh. So it, it made me think in context of, recognizing the power of the spirit that we have recognizes the spirit in us representing our newness and, 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 and li- instead of truncating the power of the spirit, like being yeah, emboldened yeah, yeah. in that spirit, 
he's never going to go like that idea of like, you're going to go crazy and nuts. <laughs> well, the spirit's never going to guide you in a way that's outside of the will of the father There you go. and the voice of the son. Yeah. So they work in unity and alignment together. So that's not a thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then, but it does make me think then, um, for, for us, I'll just say us like people, leaders in the church, like different, the structure and form of the church. Um, it seems like we're getting in the way of the spirit or we're thinking our role in what the spirit's work is. We we're making it bigger than we think our actual role, like our role became bigger than it actually is. Mm, like we became. The yeah. Spirit yeah. We'll, to- we'll let the spirit know what he's supposed to. <laughs> 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 you know? um, yeah. So in some ways we're impeding what the work of the spirit, because for some reason we're, we're saying no, like, if they just live guided by the spirit, that's not a good thing. Mm. So there's a lack of faith in that piece. I think of like what yeah. the role of the spirit in the believer's life is the role of the father, the role of the son. Like if he's God and he's living and he's moving yeah, and he's guiding and he is wonderful counselor and he's all those things. That means he's better at it than in whatever bumper rails that I could put up for, yeah. for somebody to live. And the spirit's going to guide something better than I know how to direct them in. Yeah. But that's scary. <laughs> right. Yeah. Especially if it's your kids. Yeah. Cause you're, you're <laughs> or yeah. I mean, someone you've got, you're spiritually invested in. Yeah. You're like, like I don't want them to. Yeah. I always have life to, in the gutter. Totally. I always have to remind <laughs> myself like since my kids were like babies, mm-hmm. I, you know, I was always worried about like SIDS or like whatever, you know, like, Sure. Every stage of the life now, yeah. you know, oh no, Asher's going to drive. Oh man, is he going to be okay on the road? Like mm. they're going to call it, you know, whatever it is, man. But I just remember <laughs> looking at them as like infants and going like, you love them. I recognize one moment just like as a guy in my early twenties raising kids, God, you love them more than I will ever love them. And I also have no control over them. Mm. I can't make them take a next breath. I, you know, now mm. as teenagers, I was like, I can't control their will <laughs> or their, or their thought, you know, like all, that's not my role at that point. Mm. So now I really am going, oh, I'm the posture I think we're supposed to have is like, praise God. We have the spirit mm. because the spirit actually is interceding before I even am aware. Yeah. Like he's, and he's moving in the life of my kids and he's showing me yet again, he loves them more than I could ever. Yeah. And he's doing something in them, even when I can't see he's doing something in them. Mm. I'll preach. Come on. Come on. So but I'm still stuck on the fact that you were raising kids in your early 20s, and I was just discovering caramel macchiatos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's for another podcast. <laughs> Dude, that was, yeah. Different journey, bro. Different Dude. different journey. Not better, just different. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, yeah, there's a lot that we could talk about with that. But um, let's just go ahead and land the plane there, dude. I think it's... That was good. That was a good little last word with that, bro. Um, but, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, dude. So, yeah. You know, so, yeah. I'm like, like so good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's, uh, <laughs> well, I hope that's encouraging for listeners. And, yeah. What does the church look like if we stopped impeding the spirit mm. and, and preached this reckless gospel of being led by the spirit? That'd be amazing. I love it. Yeah. Speaking to each other based not upon behavior, but identity. Speak to the new, speak to the true. Let's stir one and up 
stir one another up to love and good deeds. Man, that's that's who we are. That's the heart that we've been given and the opportunity that we have. Um, so, listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. We want to just again, Bruce, Paula, thank every, you. everyone, thank you, thank Mom. you for stirring us up, Mom. Thank there. you, so, <laughs> Leah, Natalie, and so oh, yeah, Natalie. Yeah, hey, shout out Johnny on your commute. Let us know how it goes. All right, love you guys. Bye. Bye.